gorgeous? Does that funk have you feeling stuck? Have you questioning your purpose or even yet having you asking if your best years are behind you? Girl, you have zero obligation to stay in that funk. This podcast is for women who want to get the funk out of here, who want to play bigger, ask for more, and step out of mediocrity. Imagine a life filled with lots of energy, excitement, and filled with funk instead of that funk. This is the After 40 Unfunk Your Mind podcast. I'm your host, Crystal, and I'm ready to talk some shit. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome back. If it's your first time here, yay, I'm super excited to have you. My hope is that we all learn something, take away an action, and start moving. So, let's dive right in. Now, maybe some of you can relate to my days in my past. They look like this. Wake up, take a shower, get the kids fed breakfast, get them ready for school, take them to school, go to work, On my lunch break, go to the grocery store, go back to work. After work, I would pick the kids up. After I picked them up, I would run them to practice, pick them up from practice, go home, get dinner on the table. If I'm lucky, get a walk-in. Then it's time to put the kids to bed, read them a story. And then I would have about an hour to myself before I actually wanted to call it a night. And in that hour, sometimes I would be left wondering, What did I do with my day? And if I'm really being honest, most of my days look like that. And I let this go on for way too long. And throughout my time and journey, I came across a book called Wherever You Go, There You Are by John Kabat-Zinn. And he summed this up perfectly. And actually, when I came across this in the book, I had to reread it a couple times because it really hit home. He said, ultimately, it is our mindlessness that imprisons us. We get better and better at being out of touch with the full range of our possibilities and more and more stuck in our cultivated over a lifetime habits of not seeing, but only reacting and blaming. Now I want to read that one more time. Ultimately, it is our mindlessness that imprisons us. We get better and better at being out of touch with the full range of our possibilities and more and more stuck in our cultivated over a lifetime habits of not seeing, but only reacting and blaming. Now, I don't know about you, but I was definitely stuck in my routine, my daily habits, and just being completely out of touch with my possibilities, my capabilities. It was just as he had described, mindlessness. Mindlessness left me all funked up. Now, this is where emotional work started coming in. I realized that these daily habits were not serving me. And a wise mentor told me once, to create powerful change, you have to powerfully change. And to powerfully change, I started to investigate my emotions. When during my days was I feeling happy or excited? When in my days was I feeling curious? or interested? Or when in my days was I feeling just completely sad and down? So now in that hour before I went to bed, I started to turn things around. And instead of wondering what I did during my day, I started journaling. When any of these emotions popped up throughout the day, when I noticed them, once I got them down on paper, It gave me visibility to the emotions I was experiencing throughout the day and maybe what some triggers are. It just allowed me to begin to investigate myself. And over the course of about a year, I got some great insight into myself. 
For example, I led a team, an accounting team of over 20 people at a given time. And I noticed that I would always get fired up when one of them would come to me and say that I can't do something. Like that would fire me up. And obviously, you can tell it still fires me up. Seriously, I hand-selected them, interviewed them. To me, they were all superstars. And for them to come in and tell me they couldn't do something, it's like I had more belief in them than they had in themselves. And that blew my mind. And then I would notice a pattern of times when I was happiest. Whether it was taking a walk or a hike in nature, to my kids running and giving me a hug after a day long of work, or even promoting somebody on my team. Like those things lit me up. So to unfunk yourself and start to become more mindful, you can take a little action by starting to investigate your emotions. And I of all people hate to add something to your to-do list. Trust me, I know it's packed. But this is necessary. And I would also encourage you to start to learn more emotions so that you can adequately express how you're feeling. So you know what it's like or when you're happy or when you're excited or when you're sad. And when I started this exercise in the beginning, I really had three emotions or so I thought I did. I had happy, sad, and indifferent. Those were the three things that I thought I felt on a daily basis. And come to find out, once I started adding more emotions to my emotional list, it really was freeing. And it was actually fun. Let me give you an example. When my husband would take me out on a date, my emotion was not happy. It was thrilled. When another mom would offer to bring my kids home after practice, my emotion was not happy. It was appreciative. And when my CFO would tell me I couldn't hire another person, it wasn't sad. It was agitated. You get the picture. Expanding my list of emotions from the standard happy, sad, and indifferent let me experience my emotions in a whole new way and thus gave me new insight in my path to self-discovery. It was like creating more expansiveness within myself. And that felt amazing because I started to feel again. So what did I do with those lists of emotions? I began to notice patterns. I began to notice triggers. I began to notice where my emotional home was, also known as how I felt the majority of my days. I began to notice things that made me curious or things that interested me. This opened up doors. The curious things I would look into like I was curious how some people could constantly be on a diet and not lose weight or they would lose it and not keep it off while others were complete opposite or things I was interested in. I began to dig a little more into like riding my bike. And that led to a majority of my exercise coming from my bike instead of in the gym. I also noticed that I love to read, but I realized I love to read more nonfiction and personal development books than I do fiction. I also learned from this exercise that while in my past, I was very competitive, hated to lose. I've now shifted from a more competitive attitude to a more connection attitude. So instead of competition and competing against others, I'm more into social connections. And this has led me to have more lunch dates with friends or to even jump into women's groups that maybe I wouldn't have before. And I'm quite positive that in most cases, when people experience inhibiting emotions like fear, anger, frustration. It's like you're closing yourself off to what's available. And when you have more expansive emotions like happiness, 
success, excitement, joy. These create an expansiveness and opens you up to more life force. And these emotions also seem to bring on some self-confidence and allows us to ask for more. And here is where we start tapping into our potential. And listen, if you don't have time during the day to journal, just become aware. Become aware of your emotions. A sliver of awareness is enough to pull away from all the drama. Recently, we went to the beach with some friends of ours, and my daughter and I were walking along the beach one night, and she said, you know, Mom, adults change when they get around other adults. And I asked her what she meant by that, and she said, well, when you're around friends, you're happier, your voice is higher, and your laugh is different. And the next day when we met up with them on the beach, I became completely aware of what my daughter had seen the day before. It's true. My emotions did shift. I was sitting in a loving place with my daughters on the beach. And then when my friends showed up, I became excited, excited for adult conversation. And then even more interesting, we got on the topic of abundance. And my voice did change to a new octave. And I noticed that my emotion changed to energized. I was super pumped up to talk about it because I truly believe in abundance, an abundant world where there's abundance for everybody. Just like the air we breathe, there's an abundant amount of oxygen fueling all of our bodies, allowing every single person to take a breath. And just like oxygen, I believe the world is full of abundance in other ways, from generosity to money to you name it. Whatever you are looking for, you will find it. And not only will you find it, you will find an abundance of it. So why am I telling you this? Because it's important to become more mindful in your day. Get rid of that mindlessness. Being aware of my emotions during that conversation with my friends and how energized I got made me realize that I wanted to teach abundance to my children and what it meant and how they could tap into it. And herein lies my tiny little action of planting a seed. And you may be thinking, oh, big deal. From that conversation, she noticed her emotions or how energized she felt talking about abundance. And so she planted a little tiny seed in her children's mind. But my friend, that seed will eventually harvest. And let me give you another example. In this example, I noticed that my emotions were not serving me. When the time was right, just being aware of those emotions allowed me to react timely for financial gain. In the last house, prior to the one I live in now, I had a thought that the rooms were too choppy, that it was very limiting, and I felt confined. The floor plan was just not open enough. That emotion or feeling of confined or discontentment allowed me to respond when the market went high and became a seller's market. We put our house up for sale, which resulted in big gains. We were able to actually downsize our house. And due to the open floor plan, it actually feels much bigger. Again, I share these things with you not to boast, but to encourage you to snap out of that mindlessness to start investigating yourself. Become aware of emotions. Become aware of your thoughts and how they create your emotions. Recently, I was amongst a group of amazing women. And surprisingly, one of them mentioned that most of their day, 90% of their day, they felt apathetic, meaning showing or feeling no interest, no enthusiasm. 
no concern towards anything. And then to much of my surprise, other women raised their hand and said that they could totally relate. So if this is you, you're not alone. And I too have been there before. This is when I labeled myself as being all funked up and was on a mission to try and unfunk myself. And I shared with these women that once I discovered or became aware that I was apathetic, I started to take some tiny action. Tiny action like going to see my doctor. That doctor telling me I was depressed. Then going to see another doctor. And that doctor telling me it was only just my hormones. And hormone replacement therapy was probably the right move for me. And then came other tiny actions. Like questioning myself when was the last time I had thoughts other than what to put on my to-do list. Or when was the last time I read a good book. And I even signed up to go on a kayak trip with my husband. Oh, and that kayak trip was on class one rapids, which is really ripples in the water. But hearing me explain it to everybody else, you would have thought I was on class five rapids, which is basically a death sentence. But nonetheless, after I got checked out by my doctor, I started to investigate new things. And that kayak trip, although scary, got me revved up again, got me excited to try new things. And yeah, maybe that was the last time I went kayaking. It snapped me right out of apathetic and put me right into curiosity. Like, what's next? What else can I do? What else can I try? It unfunked me and put me right back into that expansive state, wanting more, wanting to discover more, wanting to have that rush, that thrill. After talking to many women, there seems to be no regard for your actual feelings and how you feel on a day-to-day basis. The interest seems to be focused on career and money. And they sit in a place of dissatisfaction because they don't enjoy their job or they think they don't have enough money. And if you're sitting in emotion, what type of action do you think you're going to take? Is it going to be your best? What kind of energy are you putting out into the world? And what you give out comes back to you, right? So don't discount investigating your emotions in other areas of your life. Because what if that hike you went on with your best friend filled you with so much joy eventually led you to leading women retreats with hiking involved and other fun things. Now remember, we are talking about emotions, but as we explained earlier, there is a thought that is creating that emotion, that is driving your actions and creating your results. So with every emotion you experience, there's a thought hidden in there, whether you realize it or not. And that emotion, apathetic, that we talked about earlier, can sometimes just be driven by the same thoughts, You have the same thoughts day in and day out. You're never questioning them. You're never challenging them or disrupting them. And every day becomes a day that is on repeat. So you've become apathetic about your days, about everything around you because you're doing the same thing every day. Emotions are kind of a big deal. And it has been my experience that the more descriptive you get with your emotions and how you are actually feeling, it opens you up. You become more expansive to new opportunities, to new insight. And it might just direct your next step or produce your next financial reward. Okay, so here's some action you can take away from this episode. You can pick just one. Journal the emotions you have throughout the day. And if you're feeling ambitious, write down the thought that went with that emotion. What thought were you thinking that created that emotion? Or if journaling is not your thing, 
Just start to become aware of your emotions, what you feel on a daily basis, where your emotional home sits. And are those emotions expansive or inhibiting? Expansive meaning are they serving you? And inhibiting meaning are they choking off your abilities? And if you do like to write things down, but you don't necessarily journal, grab a piece of paper, put a T on it, and on the right side of the T, put the word expansive at the top, and on the left side of the T, put the word inhibiting at the top. And then throughout the day, just write the emotion you noticed or you caught, and put it on whichever side it belongs in on the sheet of paper. And if nothing else, it just starts to bring some awareness, snaps us out of that mindlessness, and helps us start to unfunk ourselves. We have the potential for so much more, and we're not demanding it of ourselves. It's time to start noticing those emotions that make us feel expansive and those that make us feel inhibited. We all have superpowers. So in the spirit of inquiry and genuine curiosity, where is your emotional home? Make it as rich as you can so you can attract what you already are. Let's go. Before you go, Superwoman, I'd love it if you took a little action for me. Like, subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. Also, share the episode with a friend. And as a thank you, hit up my website to crystalsumner.com, thecrystalsumner.com to grab free journal prompts. Okay, ladies, now is the time to go on Funk Your Mind, Play Bigger, and Ask for More. Open the door to possibility and cancel play it small. So get up and go!